there could have been an energy between us of competition very easily, right? Mm-hmm. And moments in our journey. Um, there's a lot of people in our community who do readings, right? Like they're all doing readings. Great. Um, so when you're in community, it can be easy to fall into an energy of competition. But the truth is, when you're making abundant decisions and you're living in an abundant energy, that you are aware and you feel good in the truth that there's more than enough, you know, people that need readings, there's more than enough to go around for everybody. And you're not taking away from somebody else by doing what you want to do. And they're not taking away from you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Goddess Hangs. Episode 89. Woo! Welcome. 89. 89. How exciting. We made it. We made it. We made it. I'm Sadie. And I'm Juliet. Obviously. And we created Goddess Hangs podcast to make the world of mindset, magic, and manifestation more relatable and fun. And we're back in studio. Baby. We're back in. We're back, baby, and we're better than back, ever, baby. We've been doing lots of upgrading and and bringing things back and better than ever. And it's a very exciting time. It is in an our world. Time <laughs> in our world. And I miss Sadie so much. She was out of town. I'm sure she'll tell us all about mm-hmm. it and all the magic that took place. But oh, I was just counting down the minutes when I saw you at that airport. I said, Oh, thank God. <laughs> Get back here. <laughs> oh, God. The way home, I'll get into it, but that was the longest day of my life. It was crazy. Oh, my gosh. Well, if you're brand new here, you're going to love this podcast. We have so much fun. We dive into everything we just said witchy mm-hmm. stuff, inspiring stuff, fun stuff, conspiracies. Yeah. The best stuff. <laughs> um, and we're so happy you found us. If you're a, say, a returning friend, <laughs> a returning bestie, welcome back. We love you. We love you so much. Um, Sadie, what is new with you? Sure, let's get started. Let me get out my notes. <laughs> Did you, how many notebooks do you have this time? Just one in oh. my phone, so kind of two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I went home for a week to uh, go on a, a family vacation mm-hmm. in Wisconsin. We, um, we rented a cabin in northern Wisconsin on a lake. It was so nice. It was so nice. It was my family and my, like, I guess, step family. My dad's girlfriend's kids were, and, and like, the, the boyfriends and girlfriends were all there. It was a very big group because there's three kids. We're, like, the Brady Bunch. Three kids from both my dad and Here's his girlfriend. Here's the story of a girl named Sadie. And we're very fortunate because we all get along great, and we have so much fun, and it's always a blast when we're all together, so... It's very fun, um, but I thought I'd share. I wrote a couple funny notes. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, here's one. I feel like this is the maybe the most Wisconsin thing you'll ever hear, and I'm gonna say it once fast, and then I'll break it down for you. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Okay, so we're at the cabin, and uh, my stepsister brought her boyfriend, her new boyfriend. My stepsister's boyfriend's best friends with my second cousin, who I've never met. Oh. That does feel very small town. So I have like on my dad's side, my family is gigantic. I probably have met this cousin because my dad was like, oh, it's it's Uncle 
Pat's kid, who Uncle Pat is actually my dad's cousin. So I just view him like an uncle because he's an adult. You know what I mean? Like when mm-hmm, you have older mm-hmm. second cousins. Whatever. We're not that far removed because I know I know who that is. I grew up with that guy around. Um, but the boyfriend was like, oh, yeah, I'm best friends with your cousin Jaren. And I was like, who? I have, a, I, have a, I was like, I have a lot of cousins, but I don't remember a cousin Jaren. <laughs> and then they explained to me how it was connected. And I was like, oh, I know, like, the family that he comes from, but don't know don't know that cousin because my family is ginormous but i thought that was really funny and because I, I was like what how did you, yeah that's always how strange did you end that up happened. here so weird um okay so we had so much fun on this family vacation my dad brought his boat we went and would uh take the boat out to this island every single day and just beach the boat and just I had my I had one of the floaties that we had gotten for the retreat. Oh yes, the pink sparkly one I saw. I had we had a couple of those with us. So literally, you guys, every day for like six of the seven days we were there, I would get inside that floaty, and I would just float in the water for hours and hours. <laughs> the water was like crystal clear and clean, and my family was playing like Beersby, this game in the water, and. Pl- throwing footballs around and stuff. I like to just float. I mean, it was magical. It was unreal just to do that for days and days. It was, I was floating so much that like in the morning and at night I was having like, you know, if you've been on a boat for a long yes, time, yes. I like, I couldn't stop. Uh-huh. I was like having vertigo. <laughs> But I was like, I'm not going to stop floating. I love it so much. I kind of love that feeling, especially when I was a little kid. You'd swim in the ocean all day, and then at night in your bed, yeah, you're, you're just like, Ooh. You're in the waves. I kind of love that. It's like one morning I went into town to work a little bit because we didn't have Wi-Fi. We had good phone service, but no Wi-Fi. Um, and I was I was in a McDonald's. That was my best option. It was a very nice McDonald's and great Wi-Fi. Um <laughs> But I was there and I was like, uh, like I just felt like it was going, mm. my surroundings were going like this and it was a little hard to work. But um, yeah, it was fabulous. I mean, I was just on a boat. My family, cabin life, they like to party. So there was a lot of drinking. I participated a couple of the days. It was very, very fun. Um, but I have a couple of funny stories. So, um, So I'm good at bar sports if I'm like, buzzed so there's this like small window pong and darts and yeah okay so we so uh, this is how every day went we would go on the boat on the island and then we'd stop at this um bar on the lake on the way home because they had mul- they have a bunch of docks you can just pull in and park your boat and go up when we'd have like one drink there and then we'd go back to the cabin and like grill out or <laughs> so we got really into darts this week so everyone was playing darts. And I finally decided to start participating in the dart situation. And everyone was like, what the fuck, Sadie? Why are you so good at darts? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm really good at darts or, or any of those games when I've had like two drinks. But then if I have like a third or I haven't, I've only had one, I'm not good at it. I have to have this like... Two drink minimum. Buzzed confidence. Like at a concert venue. Yeah. yeah. Two drink minimum for Sadie to be good. <laughs> But, okay, so one day, we had one rainy day out of the whole week, which was, we were so fortunate. So we went to the bar for, like, the whole day, and we were playing darts all day, and I was kicking butt. I won, like, every single game, and it was, like, we were playing with partners, but, like, I was, like, carrying the teams. I was doing so good, and everyone was just like, 
what? Like they couldn't believe it. And then I started kind of slipping. Like I wasn't doing as good. I had a, had another drink, um, and everyone was kind of talking shit to me. How my family is having fun, but they're like, oh, like Sadie lost it. She, you know, whatever. And <laughs> so I was like, I was like, you guys are driving me nuts. So I like it was my turn, and I closed my eyes, and I was like, mom can we show them what's up that I still got it Aww. so I did this one time in all these games right I did this one time so you get to throw three darts on your turn I made three fucking bullseye zoom 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 after <gasps> I asked my mom that oh and I we, we were all drunk at this point and ever the whole table like blew it they're like oh my god <laughs> everyone was going nuts and i was like i was like everybody listen up listen up this is what just happened this is what i did and everyone's like i can't believe this <laughs> you're all freaking out and then i did terrible the rest of the night like i asked my i was like i asked that i was like mom can we show them what's up like help me do this three bullseye and then i did terrible the rest of the night after that oh my god it was crazy so there's a very fun, the the bar that you can walk to that's a block away from where I live mm-hmm. has darts. I love darts. Would love to Let's go, go play do darts that. Sometime. Yeah, I've done it a couple of times. And I'm also, I don't know why, why is it when you and I play, people are shocked that we get it on the board. Like you throw it and it sticks. Like Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, I cut, my family's very athletic and like just really good at whatever they try mm-hmm. when it comes to like hand-eye coordination type sports things and so they all did so many sports and like I'm also athletic like my family but I chose like ballet which is a very different skill set I think more impressive but anyway so like they're all sort of like automatically good at like all the bar games and whatever and so they just can't believe it when I am too and I'm like we're the same family yes where do you think this came from so that was fun really impressed everybody if anyone wants to go play darts with me let me know um and then okay that was yeah everything was so fun so great um I was thinking about I made this little note because I wanted to share this I was equally so excited to go on my vacation Mm -hmm. as I was when it was winding down to come back home and get to work again (laughs) it was like an equal amount of excitement and i was like what a fucking blessing like yeah so amazing so grateful for that i was really like i was sort of stopping throughout the week and taking my like mental pictures of just like ah being present and soaking up that moment and like when we first got there i was like wow we have like a whole week ahead of us before we know it it's going to be the end i'm going to be you know back in la whatever throughout the week I just sort of kept taking these moments and I was just like man I used to really like live for vacation live for those few days of paid time off I had Mm -hmm. given to me live for the day off like the live for the weekend I always worked weekends but you know what I mean like live for those days off Mm -hmm. and now I just like live to live and I get to work when I want to work and I can travel when I want to travel and I can go see my family for a whole week and still make an income and still do work and still show up for my clients but I'm also on my family vacation like this the first Sunday that I got there we hosted a like two-hour coaching call and then afterwards I hopped on the boat and I had beer with my family and we went and got dinner and like I was just like god like I 
I never thought that it was possible for me to get to live life this way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so fucking grateful that I stopped telling myself that and just fucking figured it out. (laughs) And I think we'll talk more about that when we get to our um, topic today, making abundant decisions. But so many of the decisions that we made leading up to this point, maybe they didn't on paper look like the quote abundant decision because we had to invest a big chunk of money or we had to take a leap of faith and quit a job that you know provided us abundance before we like really felt truly ready for that or whatever it was um but i really just trusted in what i wanted and that it would work out along the way and it has and we're continuing to figure out more stuff and learn even more and and shift things and i'm just so grateful i know i am too and it's very fun to see you know the both of us expand and like grow into these versions of ourselves that we've dreamed of for so long and Mm -hmm. then keep keep dreaming new dreams and all these things and then it's so much fun to talk about it not in a braggy way but in a oh my gosh i suppose this is possible because sometimes you just need to see one person Mm -hmm. who you can relate to figure it out or do it um to get that fire lit under you as well so that's you know today we're going to talk a lot about that and i'm just yeah it's very fun to just plan my mom and i have a trip coming up in november and we just planned it i didn't have to like let anybody know i was wait to hear if you're allowed the yeah. paid time can off i days. take this day off please like it's yeah yeah whole different whole different reality we're in it's amazing yeah i mean yeah i just remember and it, it, some you know some of my family members were kind of like oh i can't believe you know we have to go back to real life and i can't believe this week went by so fast and for me i'm like i felt like the week took a week like I, it didn't fly mm-hmm. by because I was present and I wasn't worried mm-hmm. about oh my god I can't believe I have to go back to work after this and I was just so grateful that I I was excited I was excited to go on vacation I was excited to be there and then I was so excited to come back home to like quote real life yeah what a gift that is but it wasn't a gift like I created it you know yes. so yeah can't wait to talk more about that later um and then on the way home my god i had the longest travel day of my life the long get the long and winding road <sighs> bomb bomb to sadie's house it was so i i booked this <laughs> flight not super last minute like a month in advance so a little last minute i when i tell you there was no good options like i was willing to pay a little more for like the good flight times no that was i mean it was like it was like an outrageous amount more for like the reasonable time and i was like Mm -hmm. well you know i'll work whatever but i had to get up at 4 a.m to go to my first flight at the teeny tiny central wisconsin airport (laughs) flew that's only an hour flight arrived in chicago at like 7 45 a.m and then my flight wasn't until 5 p.m. <laughs> so mind you, I couldn't sleep the night before, gotten up super early. I slept a little on that first flight. And then I'm just in the Chicago airport for nine hours, which was fine. I like did a lot of work, but I was just so tired from like not sleeping. And um, it was just funny because there was multiple flights going to LA, like as I was just sitting there. And I was just like, I kept going up to the gate and being like, is there any chance that I 
get switched on this plane because I'm I'm here for so long. It's the same airline. Like if there's an empty seat, I figured it makes yeah. no difference to them. I paid a lot of money for the ticket, but they were all full flights. Oh no! But you know, it was worth asking. I was proud of myself for asking. Yes. Um. So I'm I'm usually just kind of like sit there and take it, kind of gal. Uh, back in the day. So um, I'm just completely overstimulated in this goddamn airport for nine hours. <laughs> I did learn a few tricks that I wanted to share, things that helped me. Okay, airport tips and tricks. For protecting your energy. So one thing is that, you know, I got up every once in a while because I'd like go use the bathroom, but I would try and sit with my back to a wall because that helped me feel more like protected rather than sitting in like a space where there's people all around you. Mm-hmm. It helped me to be able to like have a a wall behind me so that was one thing energetically that felt better the other thing is is whenever i did go to the bathroom i sat there for a while because <laughs> they, they were nice clean airport bathrooms so it wasn't like stinky or gross in there or anything and i just i would just sit there and i i, I was like i'm not gonna take deep breaths in this bathroom but i kind of was like doing some tapping and just like just gonna take a few minutes to be completely alone in this stall and like it honestly helped a lot <laughs> And then I <laughs> sit I'm on really the enjoying this. Okay, and what then, else? Do, so you went to the nine bathroom. hours, guys. I'd sit do? in the bathroom for about ten minutes every time. I'd go for some walks with you know rolling my bag around, but I just I needed to you know. So I went for some walks around the airport to to help wake up because I was tired and I didn't I don't like sleeping. I like sleeping on the plane. I, I wanted to sleep on the plane. Um, and I was just very like aware of picking up feelings and things that like weren't mine. I tend to get really drained and like anxious and I have no fear of flying, no anxiety about flying. I just get drained and anxious, like being in an airport. It's a lot of people. So I kept just sort of like visualizing like a bubble around me and like whenever I would feel stuff, I would just be like, okay, like gonna return this to sender return to sender return Mm -hmm. to sender like i i am not available for picking up anybody else's energy and it it made a huge difference and i actually felt really good good um so yeah i don't know um one good thing that happened was i ordered a medium coffee and i got a large coffee so free upgrade abundance and then i might have i met a nice woman she was european don't know if we're from but she talked to me for a while i didn't really want to be talked to but she was nice Oh my gosh, I have some airport tips when you're done with yours. That's it, I think. I don't know what else. I just was like trying to sit with my back to a wall, spend a little time in the bathroom, went for some walks. You do that at restaurants too? Any yeah. rest- I do not like ever sitting in the seat in a restaurant where people are walking behind no, me. No, I hate I it. can't do it. Yeah. I can't, can't. do it. Um, is there anything else new with you? I just, oh, I, I was going to share one f- funny thing that... So I was watching... Shout out American Airlines. They have Hallmark movies. <gasps> what? So I was watching... Well, first of all, I didn't realize this right away. So I watched the movie Punch Drunk Love with Adam Sandler, which is an older movie, but I had never seen it. Have you seen that movie? Mm-hmm. No. Very stressful movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's what, it's it's uh, it's like his first role that he was a, like a dramatic actor instead of comedic. It's, you know, there's a little bit of funny moments, but... okay. Anyways, if he, I wouldn't recommend. 
I love Adam Sandler, but <laughs> but we'll link it below. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but it was a little stressful for me. It was a good movie. But anyways, then I was like, oh man, I didn't see they had Hallmark movies on here. So I started watching this one. It was really good. It was like Message in a Bottle or something. And um, so, you know, the Hallmark movie, Lifetime movie, every movie is exactly the same, right? Like someone recently goes through a breakup. They work a lot. They, they, there's this trope uh-huh. to like find a person and then like you think it's about to work out, but then something happens and they separate uh-huh. and then they come back together at the end. And Every- the last scene is them kissing. Yep. Yep. That's okay. So, scene. so we know. So, so this, it was actually really good. They're all really good. <laughs> I love Hallmark movies. And you know, they have a streaming service now. I don't know. I meant to look up what the subscription cost is, but it's H, um, Let's get it for November and December and then cancel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like Hallmark. Yeah. It was like hmchannel.com or something. I don't know what it is. I live. We'll we'll put our affiliate link below. Just kidding. We don't have one. Maybe maybe they do have it. I could set one up. (laughs) We'll figure that out. (laughs) Anyways, so I'm watching this, this movie with my headphones on the phone. And it is clearly the part in the movie that they're about to come together. But... I know they're not going to work out this time. Mm-hmm. I already know that. But I'm really tired. <laughs> and I like audibly gasped and said, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and it was like pretty quiet. But like I definitely I was like, oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> and the guy next to me like turns and looks at like what I'm watching. <laughs> and it's the... <laughs> It's clearly a Hallmark movie. I mean, it's too, like... <laughs> and I got so red and sweaty and embarrassed. But I don't think anyone else heard me, just the guy directly next to me. But it was funny. And and I was like, God damn it, Sadie, you knew that wasn't good. You knew it wasn't going to work out at the time. But, the, you know, the reasoning that they have for it not working out is always so ridiculous. And I was upset. And um, anyways, it had a happy ending. Surprise, surprise. They ended up together. Oh, no way. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Message in a Bottle. Spoiler! They end up together. How could you tell us that, Zadie? Okay, there's a movie on Netflix called Falling in Love. It's I-N-N. Mm. It should... I don't... It's not a Hallmark movie, but it absolutely could be. It's that caliber. It stars Christina Milian, I think is her name. Oh. She's so beautiful. And this, like, gorgeous Australian guy... Love that. And she went. This is not. This is. They let you know in the first two minutes. She wins an inn in New Zealand. Oh, then he must not be Australian. He's new, from New Zealand. And she wins an inn in New Zealand. She wins an inn in New Zealand. And and she's got a fix. They've got to fix it up. And there are misunderstandings. And it all. Oh my gosh. I gotta watch this. You will. I've seen it twice. I don't even like movies. I've seen it twice. I don't like movies except when they're all movies. I, know. I like a good predictable ending. I know it's going to end happy. You know why? Because we have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want action. I don't want to fall in love with the character only for them to perish. I don't nope. I don't want a jump scare. I want a semi-predictable story that I can get a little bit lost in for exactly 90 minutes. Yep. <laughs> you know, the whole way I'm always like, will they, won't they? I don't know. <laughs> I really... I suspend my, my disbelief. Yes, I suspend my disbelief and knowing. <laughs> and I just... Yeah, so it was really good. Um, I had to, like, 
I started watching it towards the end of the the four hour flight. So like while I, I finished watching it while everyone was getting up and leaving. Oh, <laughs> there was like one moment they hadn't kissed yet. Everyone was like standing up and grabbing their stuff, and I was just like, <laughs> I was like, come on, kiss, kiss. <laughs> I, like it was already clear that it was all good. I saw the last scene, but I got off in time. It was fine. And then you were home. And then I was home. And finally. I popped the champagne. Got the the proverbial out. champagne. We got in and out. That's my champagne when I get home. The in and out by the airport. Yay! <laughs> so that's that's new. What's new with me? Lots of adventures. Um, what's new with you? From, from darts to Hallmark movies. <laughs> it was quite a week. I love it. Um, I want to give you my three airport tips. Mm, yes, please. Okay, this is the best tip. Okay, I learned this when I was. Uh, in my like 19 to 23 I was very good friends with this woman who we both nannied in the same house she was like the main nanny mm. and at the time I was 19 she was 31 and I thought oh my god to be 31 how cool and now I'm 31 um, Full circle moment yes and I just felt like she knew everything um, but she would she told me this was one of her Roberta isms she's like when you go on an airplane you put in the headphones, you wear sunglasses, you put on a hood, and you do not, do not smile at the people on the flight next to you. Oh, because yeah. Because the second you open up that door for communication, they will talk to you the entire flight. Do you know who doesn't know this rule? Victor Salazar. <laughs> hey, how's everybody doing? Hey, hey, oh, nice shoe. I'm like, honey, shut up. We have to sit on this plane for nine hours. Just stop. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Never once has I have I allowed somebody to speak to me on a plane. <laughs> so my last flight, <laughs> my last. Uh, oh, on the way home from the uh, after the retreat, this woman, this older woman, the, you know when they're looking like a cute like older aunt or grandma, like they want to talk to you, right? Yes. They they're very friendly. They're chatty. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> she kept, I had my headphones. I never, yeah, I never look. I just, I always have, if, if I have my hair down and my earbuds are in, I put it, tuck my hair yes. behind my ear so you can see. Please notice that um, I can't hear you. But she kept, like, she kept, like, when I was, like, pressing my screen to find a movie, she was like, I like your, like, she touched my hand and was like, I like your nails. And in I was just like. In the times of, don't touch me. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> and I was just like. <laughs> so I only gave her a thumbs up and she just kept to like I could just see her looking over like really wanting and I was just like nope oh my gosh you slip her a card that's like, like here's my website me. I don't want to chat um okay so that's my first tip just be be which is hard for for gals like me and Sadie we look very friendly and we are very friendly but I just I don't like being trapped in a social situation and there's yeah. no more trapping social situation than like a flight that's longer than 90 minutes so that's tip number one tip number two if you want to sleep on the flight mm -hmm. you must get a window seat and feel 1000% shameless about waking the people up next to you when you have to pee Oh, I always have a window seat. If you don't want to sleep, then get the aisle. But if you want to sleep, get the... People are like, oh, I don't want to wake anybody up. It's an airplane, and they chose a middle or aisle seat. I don't feel I, bad. <laughs> I, um, I hate 
airplane uh, bathrooms. So I I do whatever I can to not have to pee during a flight. Mm. <laughs> and I always get the window seat so I can lean against it. What is the science behind every time I go in an airplane bathroom, that's when the turbulence kicks in. Yeah. Not a bump for, for miles. And, and then I have to pee and it's like, Ding. They're all wet all over. Every surface of the airplane bathroom is just wet. Yeah. And you're like, is it pee? Is it water? Probably oh both. When we worked that gig in New York and I upgraded the flight back home to first oh, yeah. class, which was the best money I've ever spent in my entire life. <laughs> I saved the eye mask they gave me. All those things. Those bathrooms. Yeah. Next level. I'm there was like lotions bathroom. and moisturizers and facial sprays and... You know, I could have gotten a pedicure in there practically. It was so nice. You know what was crazy? On my way home for the Chicago to LA flight, we were on a the biggest airplane. It was a it was an international flight airplane. It was huge. So they had the pods, mm. and then there was, um, you know, like four, five, four or five seats in the middle, and then two aisles, and then outer seats. That's like, a big plane. I've only been on that big of a plane when flying internationally. It was crazy. I was like, what, what are you, all you guys doing here? <laughs> what, what are we all what, going to LA for? What's happening? How, were all the flights this big, and they still couldn't fit me on those earlier ones, or was it just <laughs> this one? But it was a brand new one, and the window was cool. It pressed a button, and the ins- instead of shades, it pressed this button, and it would get different amounts of dark. Oh, so I could press it a little fancy. bit and just fade it a little bit and still see outside. It was very strange. Airport tip number three, my final airport tip. Actually, no, I'm just going to, otherwise I'm going to keep going. Okay. All of the food is overpriced. All of it. Whether yeah. you go to Starbucks or go to the, oh, you want a salad? That's $25. Everything's overpriced. So go to the steakhouse, go to the nice restaurant and just order the cheapest thing. Mm. It'll cost the same as the gross thing you buy at the stand. Yeah. And then have to eat in a chair. Go to the nicest restaurant at the airport and order the cheap, get the soup and the, the free bread. And you'll be like comfortable. Yeah. And you might actually spend less money. Yeah, That's I do. My, those are my airport tips. If I have a long layover, layover, I always treat myself to a sit-down restaurant mm-hmm. meal because it's like, got to sit there for so long. Also, I don't know why we all think like turning on the light in the car is illegal because our parents were like, turn that light off. Yeah. You also, you can bring food on an airplane. You can bring mm-hmm. as much food as you want. I mean, maybe it's different if you're traveling to like Hawaii or internet. I don't know what, but you can... Maybe I think with fruit or something, but you can you yeah. can make sandwiches. I don't know why we always because you can't bring liquids, but you could pack picnics and bring them on your flight. Now they've been asking, do you have any food in your bag? Like you have to take it out. I don't know why. You can still have it. They just I take just, out all my snacks. They're just curious. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> what do you got? <laughs> what do you bring? <laughs> Cheez Its and Gardettos. That's my favorite. Gardettos. Or not Gardettos, the bold Chex Mix. Yum, my go tos. Okay, well, here's what's new with me. While Sadie was out of town, I have been having a lot of fun on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) It is my new playground. So make sure you're following us on TikTok at Goddess Hangs. Um, We're having a blast there. All of a sudden, I feel like I'm a Saturday Night Live producer. I'm like, I have an idea for a skit. Victor, film this. (laughs) It's really fun. Um, I 
went out to my pool. Some of you saw this on my stories or in our Patreon community. And I went to sit down and I saw one one praying mantis. And I thought, oh, that's unusual. That's an interesting little sign from the universe. Mm -hmm. And then I saw another. And then I saw another. And then I thought, I better get up from this chair. (laughs) (laughs) Because... It was like there's there's like a 90% chance there's one right behind me if I'm seeing three, right? Yeah. Then I start scouting. There's a fourth one. There's a fifth one. There's a sixth. There are six praying mantis all sitting at the table with me in the chairs. They're like, Julia, we need to talk. <laughs> having a meeting. They were having, we were having a meeting. And then I did, of course, all this research on them. And a group of praying mantis is called a congregation, mm-hmm. which even that felt kind of spiritual. Aww. Aww. Julia, we have gathered here today. <laughs> we're wondering why we've gathered. And so the lessons of the praying mantis. So the first thing I Googled said, it's either an amazing omen or a terrible one. And Love I said, that. I'm, I'm going to keep searching till I find something I like. <laughs> but this was odd. They are solitary creatures. Why on earth were six of them all together yeah, hanging out were with they me? mating or something? Like mating? I didn't, yeah, that's what I was like. I thought they were like I don't know. solitary. And I'd never seen one. I'm at my, ugh, I'm at my pool a lot. Yeah. So... The lessons of the praying mantis, and if you happen to see one, they're very patient. Mm-hmm. They're very still. They will wait in one spot for hours and hours. And I know this because when um, we had a hummingbird feeder at my old house, they would perch under the hummingbird feeder. And I thought, oh, that's cute. And then I was like, wait a second. They eat hummingbirds. Are you serious? Yes. And they'll wait for the perfect moment. And they'll wait for days. And finally, I got a broom and I <laughs> got them off of there. And I, you know, whacked them into somebody else's yard. And I'm sure they had a nice meal. They eat hummingbirds? They eat hummingbirds. That's got to be the most difficult thing to catch, first of all. Because they're so fast. But they wait. They're persistent. They're determined. Wow. They're patient. And they wait. They eat hummingbirds. That's and crazy. I had just had this, like little baby you know my monthly cry about feeling impatient that was like Mm -hmm. the theme of that cry so here here come the praying mantises which are you know hard to ignore yeah i don't i don't think i've ever seen one in life and usually when you see them they're very still these guys were on the move i don't know what was happening and then i thought i hope they better not think they're eating me They're like, we're very, we've been patiently waiting for you. I know, they're all just staring. They look like aliens. They don't even look like they're from this world. So I had my. They are a little spooky. So that's one thing I wanted to chat with you about. Let me know in the comments if you have any praying mantis thoughts, experiences, or stories. I saw an unusual thing too. Tell us. On my beach walk this morning, I saw a jellyfish. Someone brought a jellyfish out of the water. I don't know if it was already dead. I was like, you should leave that in there. But it was huge. They had it like on there. How big? What? It it was all like squished. I don't know. But it was huge. I mean, it was huge. Oh, I just got a chill. Um, So I don't know if it was dead and like was washing up i don't really under it was so in the summers here because we live across the street from the beach there's all these kids camps so i was like oh my gosh these kids have no idea how cool this is to like grow up like this because 
that's not the kind of camp I went to, a surf camp. But anyways, I have all these kids camps. So I thought, well, maybe, you know, he's with all these kids because the instructor like had it on like a boogie board and was bringing out. Maybe he's just like concerned, like it's going to like zap one of these kids or something. Um, I don't really know, but we were walking past as he was like carrying something and we were looking, we're like, is that a jellyfish? We've never heard of jellyfish being on these beaches, never seen one. I've never seen one and it was ginormous and it was so cool it just looked like a big blob of jelly that's why they call them jellyfish (laughs) Um, but yeah that was bizarre animal and then every night since every single night since I'm dreaming that there are hundreds of praying mantis all around me and they're big and I don't like it (laughs) but they have a message but that's cool a jellyfish It it was very cool um let's see this is exciting i got this pair of shoes that i never sit like this but i have to to show them off can you see the sparkle oh yeah oh yeah we both have our glittery glitter glittery betsy johnson shoes on yeah i was out because victor wanted to go shoe shopping he's like you want to come with i said okay and usually i just follow around and bop around and just look at the shoes and then i leave and i come as like oh no I have to take these home. It's funny because after I ordered these, I'm on the Betsy Johnson email list now because I've never ordered. I don't, I probably, I think I got an ad for these, which was very appropriately placed. And then now I get the emails and like texts, marketing text messages. And it's all about those boots right now. They're really pushing those right now. And then she- As they should. Showed up with them. And I was like, oh, those look like the Betsy Johnson (laughs) ones I keep getting marketed to. And she's like, they are the Betsy Johnson ones. Um, another fun thing that happened yesterday was Victor bought a disposable film camera mm-hmm. and he deconstructed it. He took the lens oh, off yeah. and crafted this thing that you can put that little lens on like the body of like a nice Sony digital camera. And so now we have the look and feel of disposable cameras but like infinite photos oh. and we were driving around the city and like taking pictures oh. and yeah so now i'm like so excited to take more f- filmy looking pics yeah. um i saw he was do- putting that together on his stories that's cool because mm-hmm, our neighbor and friend vivian has been just having so much fun with disposable cameras mm. and she just mentioned it in passing and of course the next day victor's like i gotta do it he's he's like he doesn't believe in patience he, he's like <laughs> no it has to happen now so that's fun um i got 12 stars on mario kart not mario kart mario party 12 stars what's a what's a good star rating i don't know like four five wow. you got a star 12 big deal me hitting bullseye you getting stars 12 stars i won i won the whole game very athletic little duo we have here and just planting some seeds and watching them literally grow yeah that's what's new with me oh and i went out to a speakeasy in pasadena for a friend's surprise birthday and the the funny part of the story was um the whole i was so excited to say the password it was like Philly cheesesteak with extra onions and I was getting all excited to say it but I guess we got there like right when they opened and so this guy opens the door and I'm like I'm ready to say this password he goes hey yeah we're still just getting set up but you can come in <laughs> I was like Philly cheesesteak with the all right <laughs> you kind of took away the magic but okay but um my my beverage of choice if you want to go out and get 
a fun adult drink like me, <laughs> adult drink, um, is a dirty Shirley, but with tequila. Mm. Oh my God, I had I had a few and I was having a really great time. Whoa, I've never thought to order a dirty Shirley. I, I live loved for Shirley, Shirley Temples. Temples when I was little. They usually make them with vodka, I think, mm. but I, I only drink tequila. <laughs> I like both of those things, but I like tequila better. Yeah, so anyways. Just from speakeasies to praying mantis. That's what's new with me. Um, and I'm so excited for what we're going to talk. Oh, well, here's what's new with us collectively. Look at our decks. They're oh, yeah. Here. The whole order came. The whole order. I think we should do a card, Paul. Let's do it. Quantum goddess holographic deck. We are on the freaking deck. There we How are. cute. We, this is, I mean, once... I've just been thinking about this deck a lot because obviously the new order came in. I was organizing and sorting them. And I'm just like, damn, we created something so unique and cool here. Yes. So can you see? Oh, yes, they can. Look at these holographic rainbows. Oh, my gosh. So let me give you a quick baby tour of what's inside this deck. Mm -hmm. This is our second deck. Can you believe it? Second so deck crazy. within a year. Within yeah. a year, we put out two decks. Oh, wow, yeah. This time last year was when we were finalizing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. So the first card, this can go on your fridge, on your altar, mm -hmm. anywhere you want. It says, I am a powerful quantum goddess, and so it is. This is a little decorative affirmation card, our gift to you. <laughs> okay. Then there's a little page with a little message from us, which is so cute. And then there's one that has the instructions, explanations, the little burn fire safely and at your own risk. We're not liable for any fire-related incidents, damage, <laughs> or injuries. Note. And then there's spells in here. And then we have all the goodies, which includes this deck is not only holographic. This deck is not only brilliant. And I'm obsessed with it. There are <laughs> guided meditation audio files in mm -hmm. this deck so if you pull there's i think five in here there's five there's five guided meditations our voices I'm trying to find one as an example but basically this. it shows a up as a qr code. code you hold your phone up to it and like harry potter magic you press play and you dive into a beautiful meditation with us it's really and i've not seen a deck have this before this mm -hmm. feels like a first time kind of thing and i'm certain everyone will copy it and i'm so excited for them too because yes. it's a great idea and i want to share it with you <laughs> so this deck has five suits within it so there's rich witch creatrix psychic love goddess and shadow priestess so those are your suits and then we have three categories within those five suits so there's journal prompts inspired actions and spells and rituals mm -hmm. so this deck is meant instead of you know most decks give you a message this deck is meant to put you into action to lead you towards your own message. So yes. it's gonna get you thinking, it's gonna get you taking action, it's gonna get you moving, it's gonna get you tuning in on a deeper level because it's action oriented and it gives you like literally like, this is what you, you need to do today or this week. Like it's very intuitive design. It's 
been so fun to work with Mm -hmm. it's it's honestly the perfect deck to accompany like if you're already pulling a card from another oracle deck or tarot this is the perfect pull one of these with it every day because it has the journal prompt or the action or the little ritual to go along with like that message we've been using it with our other deck the intuitive magic oracle and it's like the coolest little duo to work with like get your message and then get the action and you can sort of tune into how those things are intertwined it's yeah we our big intention was that you know maybe even just one card in this deck Mm -hmm. could totally change your life could totally create a big energetic shift for you and then when you think about all 60 plus cards that are in here um, quantum leaping is truly, truly possible. Mm-hmm. And we just love it. So we'll each pull one card f- for the collective so you can get a feel for this beautiful deck. We do have them on sale on our website. And Sadie packages them so beautifully. Mm-hmm. Each package is a spell. She includes rose petals and glitter and confetti and some extra little goodies. Yes. Very exciting stuff happening around here. Love packing these up. Okay, so I pulled a Creatrix card, and this one is an inspired action. And the Creatrix card is calling you to cleanse, rearrange, and or organize a space in your home to release stagnant energy and and invite in creative flow. So this card, the inspired action, is to really choose a space in your home where it might be feeling a little low vibe a little cluttered a little just it's 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 stagnant energy time to clear out that space and therefore to inspire and clear out your own creative flow and Mm -hmm. get you back into your embodiment of the the creatrix beautiful and i pulled rich witch and this is a journal prompt it says write out your money beliefs where did you learn them and are they true are they actually factually true or is it just perhaps something you believe something that might be you know influencing how you earn and play with and experience and be with money so i mean this this alone (laughs) i remember answering this type of question transformed my whole life so yes this is a very very powerful one-of-a-kind deck we're so excited about it and just if nothing else my goodness Look at these rainbows. If you've ever wanted to do a program with one of us, this deck is really pulled from the Quantum Goddess program mm-hmm. um, and even Activate Your Magic. Um, this is this is the deck that is like an embodiment of how we interact with our clients put into an Oracle deck. So if you're like, oh, I'm not ready to make the bigger investment in a full-fledged program, but you really want to dip into that magic, this deck is like the best way to do it, to really follow through with every prompt you're given and to, you know, make it a daily or weekly practice. This deck is going to make things move really quickly for you. That's Mm -hmm. the intention. And one more announcement. We have opened the doors. It is here. Today is the day. The Money Mindset Magic 
program, which if you took Sadie's Money Mindset Magic in the past, Mm -hmm. you are absolutely grandfathered in. You will be or have already been sent the link Mm -hmm. and you're going to love this revamp. I got to come in 50-50 and bring in my perspectives. We upgraded it to include all sorts of like ways to sell, energetics of selling, sales strategy, creating juicy magnetic offerings, aligned pricing, energy of five-figure days. There's so much good stuff Mm -hmm. inside Money Mindset Magic. There's also money spells, money meditations. Mm -hmm. It's everything inner world magical, everything outer world practical magical. Oh, it's just so good. And we already have students that enrolled during the pre-sale period. And it's just, it's just, I, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. Everything we're doing right now, I'm so genuinely excited about. I'm so genuinely obsessed with. It's so fun to talk about. I don't ever feel like I'm pushing or selling it because it's like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, you're going to love it so much. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the makeover of the century. I feel like mm-hmm. our, like the, the beauty in our partnership and the way we teach together is that it's very like, magic mixed with practical strategy so both of those things are of equal importance like you yes you need to know the practical strategy to like make money build a business scale a business so we've brought that into what was already a lot of magic and energetic work and then even that side of money mindset magic has gotten a makeover and an upgrade Mm -hmm. Um, because we're we're in different places than we were when that was first recorded so we know even more now and we're more even in more an abundant energy so it's very exciting, um, and I just can't wait for everyone to dive in and, and share with us all the magic that happens as they put it all into into work in their life. Yes. So if you are a listener who identifies as a business owner, an entrepreneur, somebody who aspires to be those things, mm-hmm. a visionary, um, or just somebody who really wants a new relationship with money, mm-hmm. you're going to want to go and follow our our sister biz, which yeah. is at bizwitch.inc. And that's where we really go deep into the business, the money, the entrepreneurship, the visionary stuff. Um, we tried to create a little, some more organization. So that's mm-hmm. where all that lives. And then here in our Goddess Hings world is friendship and magic and spell work and everything good there. So um, of course there will always be some overlap because you know, as a brand, it's both of us, we're everything, we're all the things. But definitely if you wanna learn more, you can DM either of us or you can just go follow bizwitch.inc. And we'll also have a link in the show notes to signing up for Money Mindset Magic. And it will um, be enrolling for It'll just, if the link's there, you can enroll. How about Mm -hmm. that? (laughs) Yep. Yeah, we're excited. Yay. So on the subject of money and abundance Mm -hmm. and sparkly shoes. Yes. (laughs) Today we are talking about abundant decisions, Mm -hmm. what that looks like, what that feels like, some great examples. Um, This episode is going to be kind of like a little baby training, actually, so. which I love. I love when we get to give you um, a masterclass in these podcasts because we're really, really leaning into abundant decisions. And I can speak um, very personally that I did not always make abundant decisions. And even in our business, I would fight for us to not make abundant decisions. <laughs> and I've changed uh, my tune on that. So um, I'm going to 
pass the mic over to Sadie to kick off this amazing conversation. Amazing. So I think I shared recently that when we were at our retreat in Wisconsin, my big intention there was to make a more abundant decisions. I really felt like I was feeling a little disconnected for a while. I was having a lot of internal conversations. And when you're having a lot of arguing or convincing going on in conversations with yourself in your mind, that's a big clue that you're stuck in like an ego loop Mm. and you need to burst out of that. So that was my big intention um, because things are just feeling a little sticky and and all of that led to the birth of all of this rebranding and reorganization and and things feeling so good now. but it was the intention. I was like, I want to make abundant decisions. I feel like that's that's the key here. I think I'm stuck in these modes where I, I know what intuition is telling me, um, but I'm not always listening. I'm not always like walking the walk, even though I know like what, I know how to teach these things, but sometimes you kind of go through another level of expansion and you get stuck, a little stuck again, right? So that's where this sort of all started. And it's been a series of making many new abundant decisions. And some of those are decisions that are a lot of work and to make big investments in new things and and making tough decisions and a lot of really not fun stuff along the way of making the abundant decision. So Mm -hmm. there have been moments where ego comes in and says, this isn't the abundant decision because you're spending all this money on something new or you have to, you know, put up this boundary or you have to have this conversation. All of these things aren't fun. This isn't this isn't abundant, uh, but it is because it's for our higher good, even if it's not fun right now, even if there's a lot of work to do right now that maybe it feels like I'm putting myself in a place. I mean, there's been moments where I'm like, what did I get myself into? This is crazy what we're doing, all this stuff, right? Um, But I know that it's all coming back to the fact that I decided to make abundant decisions and I have been, and it's not, uh, abundant is a fun word and it's a word that makes you feel good and it's a word that's exciting, but the truth is sometimes the abundant decision isn't always the fun one, isn't always the easiest one. And right. usually it's it might be actually the tougher, the, the more complicated, scarier, tougher path to take. But that means that there's something really beautiful on the other side of that. So really leaning into that trust, um, even if right now it feels terrifying, scary, impossible, just to know that if you decide that you're going to make abundant decisions from now on and these intuitive nudges are coming to you that seem impossible or scary, that's okay. That's that's probably a sign you're doing, you're on the right path. <laughs> right. Um, so we had a, a few things that we kind of wanted to dive in here. And one of them to chat about community over competition. And we're very passionate about this topic because it is easy to get into community with people that have, you know, similar businesses as you and get stuck in a trap of feeling like maybe you're competing with them. Maybe even, you know, there could have there could have been an energy between us of competition very easily, right? Mm-hmm. At moments in our journey. 
Um, there's a lot of people in our community who do readings, right? Like they're all doing readings. Great. Um, so when you're in community, it can be easy to fall into an energy of competition. But the truth is, when you're making abundant decisions and you're living in an abundant energy that you are aware and you feel good in the truth that there's more than enough, you know, people that need readings, there's more than enough to go around for everybody. And you're not taking away from somebody else by doing what you want to do. And they're not taking away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've... <clears throat> We've just noticed a pattern of like postings on social media of like picking apart the way that like coaches word things or just sort of complaining about the way that like other people in their industry do stuff. And we've been reflecting on that. Like, what is, what is that? Mm-hmm. What, why, why, are, why are people spending energy to pick apart the way people are saying things when it's pretty obvious they're not meaning to say whatever they think they're saying or, or whatever it is. And it, it's, it's sort of bizarre, but it comes down to this feeling of competition when in truth, we would all be better off living in community and uplifting each other and cheering each other on and shouting each other out even if you have the same type of you know vibe or similar offering than i do it's not an abundant decision to poo poo the way that person sells or words something or or whatever it is we're always going to be better off always 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 when we get excited for each other when we cheer each other on when we shout each other out and Mm -hmm. we have an unbelievable community our patreon community there are so many babes in there who do readings do different things that are and they're they can be similar to each other and everyone is always cheering each other on and it's the coolest thing to witness because it's not what you typically see out in the the world of like survival of the fittest and and these types of ideas that are that are ridiculous and i thought it was really interesting because juliet texted me let's talk about abundant decisions let's talk about community over competition because we're, we're we've been talking about it a lot and we're passionate about it and i started reading this book called biology of belief um and i'm only a chapter in but this stood out to me he's he's a cell biologist uh, PhD. He was uh, he's actually a professor at the University of Wisconsin Madison, where I went, and um, he's talking about the cells in our bodies. Mm-hmm. They're individual. They they're they're in you know they're we have a billion trillion I don't know <laughs> cells in our body. Don't quote me on those numbers, but they're all individual like organisms or wh- however you want to word it. They each have what you could call a brain they all each have their little organs their organelles and they our cells in our body know that they survive when they work together and it's for their best interest to work together and you know we people that have like autoimmune diseases that's when your body gets confused and is sort of working against itself and 
just this idea of like our bodies itself are this community that are smart and they know Mm -hmm. you know how we'll be best off if we work together even though they're technically all individuals but they make us up and they agree to collect and form our liver and our heart and our and 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 our immune systems and and our our blood and and all this stuff it's it's actually phenomenal when you think about it and the whole point of this book is to um talk about the power of our belief to change our ourselves but with that community versus competition idea i was like wow you know like thinking about if us as humans could wrap our brain around the way that we exist as a being mm-hmm. that the way our physical body is allowed to be present in this, in this world and how it's all community 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 think about how amazing we our world would be if we all lived like that instead of being in competition with each other so i this is a topic that has really meant a lot to me for oh i mean probably 15 years because especially in the artist world Mm. if you're a singer songwriter if you're a musician who operates as a lone wolf unless you're bruno mars you know what i mean unless you're just that unbelievably undeniably great Mm -hmm. um you're just not really going to get anywhere because it's all about relationships it's all about friendships it's i mean that was when i did like singer songwriter masterclass that was everything it's like Mm -hmm. because we're all we're all good we all have stories to tell we all want to sing on stage we we all want an audience there and i would always book shows and i would never make myself i mean maybe once in a blue moon but i almost never made myself the headliner i would put a band that i knew had a big following and that my people would stay for and everybody won Mm -hmm. um i wasn't afraid of like people liking them more than me because we can like multiple artists we can like multiple foods we can (laughs) right we can read multiple books same goes with you know our art and our business i just think the more friends you can make along the way that's the abundant mindset looking at every other artist like they're your competition you know unfortunately with this rise of the voice and you know all these shows it you know it's not really like that when it comes down to yeah. it um and i'm just very 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 passionate i remember reading i think it was Te- it was tina fey's book or amy poehler's book <laughs> one of their books <laughs> and they were talking about um when one of them would start doing well in the comedy space and whatever the space is Mm -hmm. they would bring their friends with them they would bring the people in their community who had supported them um they those are the people they cast in their movies yeah and she said i think it was amy poehler was saying like don't you dare come up to me on a subway and hand me your script like i'm going to always prioritize the people who i've been in community with for many years Mm -hmm. um and that was just her take on it but the idea is truly the more the merrier some other ways you can make abundant decisions is if somebody comes to you and says wow i would really love um an astrology reading Mm -hmm. is that something you do and if it's not something you're great refer somebody who's fabulous Mm -hmm. i love sending people to people it feels really good whether or not they ever send anybody back to me there's more than enough to go around um I just think referring is great. I think if you are somebody who has clients, shout them out, repost their stuff. 
you know, it's it's not living in the scarce fear that people will find somebody else like them better than you, which could happen. Um, and then the world comes crashing down. It just it just doesn't mm-hmm. like people are allowed to like more than one person. People yeah. are allowed to like more than one coach, more than one style, more than one message and all that. So, um, you know, I wrote down the thing about artists. Um, Sadie was mentioning in our in our community there and even between us I the only competition I ever feel is with myself like if I see you rising up it Mm -hmm. makes me want to rise up it's Mm -hmm. not to rise up higher than you right (laughs) it's to make it's to push myself Um, and that's really what we do in our world with our people and sometimes I imagine um, people might become triggered or, or jealousy might come up and at that time, it's like, you know, it's our own responsibility to figure out what that's telling us. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to people making uh, posts insinuating this and this and that about this person and that person, I just think our social media is such precious real estate. Um, and we have a moment to like really connect with somebody and make their day and change their life and shift their perspective and share our art and Mm -hmm. all these things i would just personally never like utilize that space to to shit on somebody else (laughs) but that's just me you You know know, i just think it's such a like turn off because it makes me go oh well you're triggered by something that to me it seems like not a big deal (laughs) or whatever and then i go well, I don't want to, like, learn from you. <laughs> well, it's it's like, you know when those political ads start coming out? Mm. And it's like, you know, John Smith spent this much money on this, and he's also a terrible man. Vote for me. And I never like those ads. They feel icky. It's like you had 30 seconds of paid time, and you used 20 of those seconds to tear down somebody else. Right. It's like, why don't you talk... If you see something that someone else is doing that you don't like, why don't you talk about how great it is that you do what you do the way you do it instead of saying, you look at that. Yeah, that's just our personal. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, because the people can sniff out energy and like, I just, it's so much more fun at the end of the day to be in that abundant space. Because if Sadie and I see things that we don't like, which I think all of us in life see things that we don't like, we go, oh, that's interesting. I don't like that. I'm not talking about horrible things that need to be advocated on. Right. I'm, I'm talking about little things here and there, like, oh, I don't, I'm not a fan of the way this coach talks about this or how this person sells or how this podcast markets itself. And I just take note and I think, oh, I think I'll do it differently. Yeah, I just go, oh, that's interesting. I don't care for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. That seems a little pushy to sell that way and I wouldn't do that that way, but I'm not gonna go on my thing and make a TikTok about how, see this? <laughs> I, yeah, so it's really about, um, because that then ostracizes you from people you you could be in community with. Yeah. Anyways, so um, that's, that's a thing. Personal responsibility. I just think, you know, that's something that I used to get annoyed when I would hear that 
because mm. I was like, no, I can't control this or I can't. This is just how I am or how I think or who I am. And it used to piss me off. Yeah. And now I hear it. And I'm like, oh, no, actually, it is my problem that that made me feel weird mm-hmm. because it wasn't harmful, cruel, mean. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't a horrible thing. I'm just responding in this way. And so it's like a moment for me to like look within and learn and whatever. Um, yeah. So I put referring people is amazing. Um, an, abundant, an abundant decision is sometimes to collaborate. I mean, Sadie and I joining forces to start a podcast, to merge BizWitch into one thing, to do retreats together. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we we could host a retreat individually, but I just don't think it would be the same. Be as fun, be as fulfilling, do as well. It was yeah. the, the abundant decision to, to work, together. work together. I remember um, John Lennon had some quote about that where it was like when he met Paul McCartney Paul McCartney was so effing talented and he was like do I keep it all to myself or do I let this guy in on it and his abundant decision was I'm gonna bring this guy in because you know two brilliant minds coming together the possibilities are endless so I was watching I think it was Kevin Hart talking about this but it's really interesting and he he was actually now that I think of it talking about this this was a while ago Craig and I were watching this video of him and he was talking about how um the most common example can be found in music in groups how right when they're at the peak of their career these bands break up mm-hmm. and how it is it is exactly the like sort of like community or collaboration over competition issue because these groups they start getting in that scarcity mode of you know like we're we're so successful what if i could just have this all for myself mm-hmm. and then these groups break up and very rarely do they do well on their solo careers but you know maybe or or one person right will. it's usually one will rise up mm-hmm. and then the rest sort of trickle away but how it just never it, it just truly never really serves us to be in competition with each other and he, he so he was talking about how because him and the rock are such good pals and they do so many projects together and he he was saying he was like the, the key to our relationship is that there's no competition between us mm-hmm. it's all collaboration it's how, oh how can i help out my guy and and he he works the same way so they both rise and rise and rise because they're both in that energy of like i'm not in competition with you or with anybody else i'm gonna help out the people that make me feel good when I'm around them, Mm -hmm. that I enjoy working with. I'm going to bring all those people with me. I'm going to shout these people out. Um, They even both have like tequila brands, I think. And like, they don't care that they're both selling tequila. Like, it's like, who cares? Buy them both. Buy them both. So it's just such a silly thing that we tend to preoccupy ourselves with. And it's not our fault. I mean, we're put in like, I mean, sports are really fun, but like when we're really little, it's like, where we learn about that um you know there's like your school ranking who's like the top in the class there's lots of instances and i don't think you know maybe there's instances where competition can be helpful if it inspires us but i think when it comes to like i have to do better than you by putting you down that just doesn't it's just never ever Mm -mm. going to serve it's always it's it's like just always go the extra mile to support somebody always go the extra mile to 
be excited for somebody else. And if you're feeling jealous or in competition or triggered by the way someone else is talking about a similar thing that you like to talk about in your business or whatever it is, it's like sitting with that because there have been moments where I felt a pang of jealousy or while I'm on social media and seeing someone doing something similar I don't know, like selling out and saying, oh, I had a, you know, a $50,000 launch or whatever it is. And it's like, well, why am I not doing that right now? Um, But then that's important. It's not because they're doing something wrong. If that triggered something in me, it's like, okay, well, how do I go back to the drawing board and examine why that isn't happening for me and where I can do things differently or step up more or or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. So using any moments where we feel jealousy or triggered as like, Am I triggered by this because it is genuinely bad or or whatever you want to say? Or am I triggered by this because this is a reflection of a way I feel about myself? Right. So it's interesting. Very a lot of teaching to be done by noticing what makes us feel mm-hmm. jealous or or triggered. And what's really amazing is I I don't find this happens to me much anymore. Mm-hmm. The more that I lean into community, um, another word I wrote down was celebrating. It is so fun mm. to celebrate when other people do really well. It's just it's just getting in that energy. It is so to be genuinely happy for other people is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I lean into this, the, the less I feel competitive with anybody, and so yeah. that's why I think it will throw me when I'll maybe see something that is like intended to dig at us Um, (laughs) i'm like oh that's weird because i wasn't concerned with competing with you right um but oh well so okay let's talk about other ways to make abundant decisions i wrote down saying no can be an Mm. abundant decision Mm -hmm. sometimes we say yes to every single opportunity every single gig every single client every single thing everything Everything, 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 because we're scared that that something more aligned is not going to come along, that this is it, that nothing, no one's ever going to book me again, whatever it is. Sometimes saying no is the abundant decision. No, actually, I can't work at that rate. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, that's just way too low for me. Oh, actually, no. It seems like even though you know, you seem like a wonderful person. I just don't think I can help you with this. Mm -hmm. Sometimes saying no is a very abundant decision. Um, There's things that we get offered to do that we say no to. Yeah, I think we talked about this in the last Quantum Goddess call, or maybe it was on the podcast. I don't know. All these calls. Uh, We talked about it, I think, in Beyond Quantum. Oh, Beyond Quantum. Mm -hmm. Um, But just remembering that, like, when you make a decision that if you say yes to something, that's sort of like a signal to the universe that that, that's the kind of thing you say yes to. Mm -hmm. So if you say yes to a rate that's really low and you don't feel good, but you're like, well, at least I have something on the calendar, you're saying no to the possibility of a bigger thing coming along. You're letting the universe know that you're willing to accept this. So remembering that on an energetic level of like, when I say no to this, I say yes to this. When I say yes to this, I say no to this. And making those decisions in a way where it's like, I, I'm no longer putting up with that. So that's a no. That's gonna let the universe know as you continue to say no to those things that you're ready to say yes to those things that feel better and more aligned for yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And then this is this is a big one. Saying yes, <laughs> even when it's very scary, mm-hmm. can be a very abundant decision. So I sort of um, insinuated that for a long time, I wouldn't let Sadie spend any money in our business. <laughs> She's like, hey, this it's only $8 a month. I was like, nope, nope, no. I mean, I shot everything down and you were very patient with me. And now... It's, it's the total flip side. And what's unbelievable is that as we have made more abundant choices, even if it's an extra $8 a month here, an extra $12 a month here, I mean, some of these investments are quite large, but if even just down to the smaller ones, we see it on the flip side. Mm-hmm. It comes back tenfold because we're, we're making these choices that will make the business run more smoothly, mm-hmm. that will make things easier, um, that will lead to certain types of results. Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. Um, another thing I, I wrote down was investments. I mean, we've made some big investments that were like, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do? But it feels like the abundant decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wrote, don't be afraid to invest in yourself, whether that's your health, your happiness, your relationships, your business, education, whatever it is, like to get you mm-hmm. to the place where you want to be, invest in your dreams. There's nothing better than that. Um, that's what started out our whole journey is like, oh, we're put out of work and we don't know if we're going to get any money for that, but hey, let's spend $2,000 on this program or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, so be smart, obviously, about your investments and not putting yourself in a place where you're going to feel so scarce about that, that it's pushing you too far but there is a good balance of putting yourself in an uncomfortable place so that you must show up for yourself there is Mm -hmm. so much good in that um because i mean i was really in the energy of like this is all or nothing for me when i made those investments Mm -hmm. i was like i am not going back to work i i refuse i am going to fucking figure it out Uh and it feels really terrifying to put this money down when i've my ego is saying you have to save that for your bills you're not working right now (laughs) but I said no I know this is going to help me get where I need to go I I have to spend this money this way I just knew it with all my heart and I trusted in that and this is the freaking payoff like where we're at now only a couple years later so just getting to a place where you feel comfortable and and I want to talk about you're like how do I know what the abundant decision Mm -hmm. is and that comes down to tuning into your intuition versus your ego which we have multiple episodes you can go in the backlog where we talk about intuition Um, I think we have three episodes that are called how to be psychic which would teach you lots about tuning into your intuition so go check those out and we also have a fun intuition versus ego section in the basic witch 101 course that is on sale for only 33 dollars right now so very exciting it's in the show notes um but the thing to know is that your intuition is always leading you towards the abundance the abundant direction so abundance and money abundance and love abundance and joy and fulfillment and happiness whatever Mm. that abundance means to you for the particular situation So just understand that 
intuition will always lead you towards abundance. And when intuition leads you to something and then you're like, what the fuck? My whole life is falling apart. I thought this was going to be the abundant decision. Understand that your intuition is leading you to let everything fall apart so you can build it back up again the way you need it. So sometimes intuition leads us into hot messes. (laughs) This is true. But we have to hold the energy and trust that it is, in fact, for our greatest good. And you're going to come out the other side beyond what you thought possible. Um, So this is the simplest way to understand your intuition versus your ego. That voice that's arguing with you and convincing you and giving you all of the reasons, that's your ego voice. Intuition does not talk to us like that. Intuition is just in and out, gives us the nudge and is like, do what you will with it. Intuition does not stick around to convince you. And a lot of times intuition feels like the crazy nonsensical, how the fuck would I ever do that? Are you serious? That's that's a lot of times intuition because it doesn't make sense sometimes. Um, so just understand that your ego lives in a scarce energy, scarcity. Mm-hmm. Ego feel if ego is very like survival of the fittest energy. Like there's only so much to go around. There's only, you know, I, I, I'm alive right now. So this is good. This is fine. We don't need to put ourselves out to pursue some other dream or whatever like it's really only concerned with surviving and that's fine that's great but sometimes ego is sitting there and talking in our ear when we know what we need to do but we allow those convincing arguments to hold us back so if you want to make the abundant decision whatever that voice is arguing with you about listen to the the voice that's saying this is the right decision and has no no, no further things to say. No further comment. No further comment. <laughs> no comment. Did you have one more thing on your list? Or was that um, the... That was the investing in yourself. Okay. Yeah. So I thought to sort of wrap this up, it would be really special to sort of give you the context of where we started, where we're at now, and where we're going, mm. in tr- and connect in connection with abundant decisions. Because, like Sadie said about going all in, I have never in my life felt this way. Of you know, you read about this a lot, and you, you hear about it. But I'm one thousand percent, and I know you are too, in the energy of not this is going to work. This is working. Mm-hmm. This is growing. This is our career. Mm-hmm. This is the vibe. And it's just going to keep getting better and better and better. Mm-hmm. There's like this commitment. But this commitment and this feeling did come through abundant and a little scary decisions. Mm-hmm. So where we started just very briefly was working a, a nine to well, not even a nine to five. Sometimes it was like... An eight to seven. An eight to seven. And then and then a more. Six to seven sometimes. <laughs> These long, long, long days, um, you know, creating a lot of wealth for somebody else mm-hmm. and just feeling very exhausted, very burnt out. We left those jobs and we made this abundant. I mean, first of all, it was an abundant decision to leave. Mm-hmm. It was also, okay. I'm not going to get into that. So it was an abundant decision to leave. (laughs) Then to invest in courses. Simultaneously, Sadie and I signed up for the same two high-ticket programs 
in a time when it absolutely made no sense. No. Everybody was out of work. Yeah. The world was shut down. I like guard my money like a hawk and I just handed this huge chunk over and I thought oh my god what have I done Mm -hmm. but I knew I knew in my heart and you felt the same way and the contents in those programs like snapped us out of it and woke us up and was just the beginning of this journey some other abundant decisions that we've made um from you know that moment up until now which started off as a podcast with zero dollar revenue, zero listeners, just to, we didn't have crazy, we still don't have any, you know, noteworthy Instagram no. following. We have a very small audience and we make a living. Make an incredible living. Um, and we just have the best community ever. So some abundant decisions on on this path What were just things that we said yes to things that we said no to. We invested in a website. Mm-hmm. We invested in um, all of those events that we did, mm-hmm. which was a lot of stuff we had to, you know, buy. Mm-hmm. We invested in an attorney. We <laughs> that, that was a big cheap. investment. <laughs> we invested in a wardrobe. Mm-hmm. which is not I mean these aren't like you know normal clothes and I'm obsessed with them and now it's part of the look and the vibe and a lot you know it's there's just all these things along the way and now it's like this um this other website thing that we're building we have different things that set up this and schedule this and plan this and you know we invested in an accountant we invested in I mean there's all these decisions you make along the way um and also saying no to things, turning down things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, so now where we're at is this really exciting time when we're still only a year and a half old, really, as a podcast, mm-hmm. which is mind-blowing. Um, growing the Patreon, growing the private coaching um, with the group coaching, growing, growing, growing. And where we're going is really exciting. And the abundant decisions that are going to lead to that Mm-hmm. Because where we would like to go is to impact, I would say, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of people monthly, mm-hmm. change as many lives as possible, get everybody on this fun, witchy, abundant train, and then be able to experience, you know, X amount of people in this program and, you know, maybe a six-figure month. I mean, that would be so exciting. And mm-hmm. to do more sold-out retreats and to write a book and to do live events like there's so many things that we want to do and and we have such a vision of where we're going and it's going to take abundant decisions Mm -hmm. it's going to take investments it was not you know 50 cents to print these zillions of decks right (laughs) um that went on a credit card that will be paid off when it gets paid off it's just you know mm-hmm. and even that scared me a little bit and i was like oh my god you know but it was like it's it's not good or bad it's just a choice to pay it off over time because it was absolutely the right decision to make mm-hmm. so all this being said you know where did you start where are you now where do you want to go and what types of decisions have either kept you in one place or what types of decisions have allowed you to move and what types of decisions do you need to start making to get to that next level of where you want to be because yes of course it's about gratitude and enjoying the moment and celebrating where you're at now but like 
it's fun to be ambitious. It's fun mm-hmm. to find out what's possible. It's fun to tell a story and have a journey and and just see what kind of magic you can manifest in this lifetime. I mean, that's, I think, so much fun. It's not that it's never enough. It's that it's so much fun. Why not keep going? Mm-hmm. So that's your little journal exercise for the evening is where did you start? Where are you now? Where are you going? And what abundant decisions could you be making more of? What scarce decisions could you be making less of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Abundance. <laughs> Abundance. Abundant decisions. <laughs> Yay. You know, it gets easier, but no matter how much practice you have, there are still going to be the moments where you're like, oh my God, what am I even doing? And not every abundant decision is scary. Not every abundant decision is crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of small abundant decisions we make every day. Like I'll have a green smoothie this morning. That's an abundant decision. It helps my body. It's investing in my health. I paid a little bit more to get the organic greens. That was an abundant decision, right? So there's all sorts of small abundant decisions we're making every single day. So I would just challenge you like, to start with the small things throughout your day. like. Maybe it's as simple as, gosh, I've been really wanting to go to like these classes at this yoga studio, but I just feel like I can't justify the cost. But what would the return on investment be in that? Feeling really good, being in community with people. Maybe you'd make a friend. Maybe, you know, just the the practice itself is going to move your energy and open up intuition. So if you're feeling a nudge with something like that, like really like, push yourself to like invest in those things invest in the yoga membership invest in the mentor invest in the in the you know the organic at the grocery store whatever it is that'll make you feel abundant and that you're being called to but ego says oh you don't need to spend money on that oh you don't need to um bother reaching out to that person oh you don't need to do this it's it's uh, ego doesn't want to be uncomfortable but living a life of abundance is really truly gonna take being okay with being uncomfortable at times Mm -hmm. and putting ourselves out there so practice with some small things comment or let us know in the patreon what abundant decisions you're making this week we're Mm -hmm. excited to chat in our group with them and and any last thoughts about abundant decisions it just it just gets more and more fun. Mm-hmm. It just gets more and more wonderful. And I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> 10 out of 10 would recommend. 10 out of 10. If you want to be in closer community with us, we have a fabulous Patreon. Starts at $5 a month. You get access to a private Discord of just the sweetest, best, most magical, wonderful, welcoming people you will ever meet in your life. Um, link in bio, description, everywhere, show notes. Mm-hmm. You can find that. Um, you know where to find our beautiful holographic decks as well as lots of other fun merch at goddesshangs.com. We have Patreon exclusive retreats, including a San Diego villa. And the theme is an abundant new year. It'll be in January. So make sure you're in the Patreon. If you're not in the Patreon, but you want to travel with us, we're going to Bali next summer. I'm so excited. If you have questions about any of this, please reach out to us. We would love to chat about any of it with you. And of course, sign up for Money Mindset Magic. If you enjoyed even just this dip 
mm-hmm. into abundance, you you're gonna just explode over the magic that's inside that little container. So if you feel the nudge, trust it and make the abundant decision. I love that. I love that. <laughs> um, thank you so much for everything. We love you so much. We love you. Make sure you're following us on social media. We're on TikTok now too. So Instagram and TikTok, we're at Goddess Hangs at bizwitch.inc for all of our, our business babes and our sexy side hustlers. I yes. like saying that. Um, I'm at I am Sadie Olson. I'm at Juliet.piper. And we'll chat next week. Bye. Bye.